Hello and welcome to my podcast, From the Brain of Abe Simon. In this space, I plan to discuss ideas related to business, investment, sports, nutrition, and anything relevant happening in the world today. If you would like to give me some feedback or connect directly with me, please uh, go on Instagram at abe.simon or do it via my company website, simongroup.ca. Thank you for tuning in and let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode four. This is going to be a fun episode, at least for me. This is something very current. Everybody's talking about it. It's the only thing people talk about COVID-19, social distancing. Can you high five? Can you hug? Do I need a mask? Etc. So let me, let me start with a disclaimer and a little bit of background. My disclaimer is I'm not in the medical field, in medical field. I'm not an expert. Uh, I'm not on the front lines. I'm simply someone who has access to the same data as you, and please take data with a grain of salt. And someone that is curious about what's going on, and I'm interested in reading or listening to both sides of the story so I can create my own opinion, which I always encourage everyone to do. You know, critical thinking, challenge conventional thought, just, just see things for yourself, truly. Uh, basically, don't be a lamb. And a little bit of background, because in this episode, you, at the end of the day, you may think that I'm just cold-hearted or that I'm heartless or that I'm basically an a-hole, and I'm not. So a little bit of information about me. I come from a family where cancer runs deep. Uh, in my family, we've lost my grandfather, my great-grandmother. My mother had uh, cancer as well. She's a cancer survivor. Uh, her sister passed away at a young young age. So I know the, the variant in, <laughs> of cancer, and at least one of them is is somewhere deep in my body. And that's part of the reason why I lead certain lifestyle, I eat certain way. I understand there's a genetic component that I cannot completely change, but there's a lot within my control. And I'm very aware that this situation is really affecting some people that are either elder or immunocompromised. And that's my grandmother, my mother, my dad. Like, So I'm here in Canada and they're in Mexico and I'm aware that you know, I could get the email or the call anytime that they are in the hospital. And so I'm in the same shoes as everybody else. Everybody has a grandma or great grandma or great aunt or parents. We're all close to someone who should be protected. So having said that, I still, I still have my objective opinions and mine, it really comes down to, I think we overreacted. When I say we, I mean the government, but they represent us, so let's say we. We did a huge overreaction because a few months ago when everything started spreading out a lot faster, we really didn't know what was going on. Everyone was like, oh my God, like, this is it. This is how it ends. Uh, a couple of months into it, it's not how it ends. At least it hasn't ended yet. The numbers are telling us this is not going to be what's going to wipe us out of the earth, right? So I agree. Another reaction initially is better than an underreaction. But as information comes comes in, we are acknowledging that, you know what, like may, maybe we went too far, let's, let's bring it back. And how are we doing that? Well, the fact that the economy or the world is, quote unquote, you can see me, but I'm making air quotes, uh, restarting in BC, in Canada, all over the world, things are slowly going back to normal. If the information coming in was telling us that things are just getting worse and this is deadlier than we even thought initially, well, the rules would be going the opposite way, right? And, and they're not. So I think that at some point, 
we should have taken the approach of, you know what, like, okay, we don't really need to keep everyone isolated, everyone in fear and stress, and we will talk about that in, in, a, in a bit. But by now, if you are someone like my grandma, like my mom, if you are elder, if you are immunocompromised, and even if you're young, I know somebody who is very young, younger than me, but has a very bad and weak immune system, probably by the hand of God, and he hasn't led a lifestyle that has improved his situation. So you know what? Those people, stay home. Let me say it again. Stay the F home. Now, for the rest of us, we are better off taking the chicken pox approach. Let's go, let's go there. Let's create herd immunity. Let's, let's be walking antibodies. That's a better way, in my opinion, to serve the elder, to serve the immunocompromised. And I, I have some numbers because if you know me, you know I love, love numbers. So, so far, we're almost uh, at the Victoria Long Weekend in, in Canada. The reported fatality rate, depending what you read, is about 4 or 5%. Basically, if 100 of you are tested positive, 5 of you are going to die. The question is, well, for, for every person that is tested positive, how many of us have got it and were just asymptomatic? or we had other type of symptoms that felt like a flu or felt like whatever else, and we couldn't bother going to the hospital. We shook it off. Uh, we don't know. We know that this is very contagious. So for every positive tested case, it could be anywhere between three and 300 people out there who got it and now are immune, and that's it. So that fatality rate is going to be diluted. We're gonna start moving that decimal point from 5% to the left, right? And to give you a reference, the flu or pneumonia, which we're also on a fight against the common flu, it's about 0.1 to 0.2%. So it does kill thousands of people every day, every week, every year. Um, is COVID, is this COVID-19 uh, going to kill more? We don't know yet. Right now we are at about 130-ish deaths in Canada. I'm not going, with the exact numbers, but round up, I think it's 132 actually, uh, as, as I speak. And in Canada, we're, we're about 5,000 deaths. Again, point of reference, the first and second leading cause of death in this country are cancer or heart disease related uh, uh, diseases or challenges. Those two combined account for 130, 150,000 deaths every year. And then if you add the six and seven costs, for example, diabetes and Alzheimer, which is kind of like diabetes type three, they add another 15,000. So right now in Canada, we're at 5,000. By the end of the year, maybe in 16, 16 months, by the time there's a vaccine or we have herd immunity, I don't know what the numbers will be. I really, really don't know, but let's say they triple at, at the rate that we're going. So they're gonna end up still being a 10th of the top two leading causes. And while you cannot stop virus like this happening because depending who you believe we have either mad scientists in the u.s creating this virus and releasing it for vaccine profits or if you read some somewhere else you have bats in china who are going on dates with pigs and then they're landing on humans and i don't know but both trains of thoughts or any type of thought is leading to the same spot this is not going to be the last time that us and our immune system is gonna be tested like this. So we can stop that. And 
going back to the first and second living causes and even adding diabetes and Alzheimer's, these are preventable. I'm not saying you can completely eradicate cancer from, from, from the face of the earth, but you know what? There are things that you can prevent. These numbers can be much, much lower. And please remember, uh, again, I've lost close people to, to cancer and my family is on hard dead lockdown back home. So I am aware of it. And some of that fear and some of the situations, yeah, could be genetic predisposition. And a lot of it have been the decisions that my family or people out here as well have made throughout their life, not eating properly. And yes, we have not been properly educated about what health is. Uh, don't even get me started on the, again, quotes, uh, food pyramid. That's just brutal information, but we believe it like dogma, you know. Critical thinking, people, critical thinking. So those two, those two causes of death, they can be prevented. You can improve your situation. So I'm just, frazzled by the amount of obsession that people get about COVID. And you see people riding around, eating the McDonald's in, in the car because, you know, it's drive through and it's convenient, or they're driving around their car and blowing the smoke uh, from their cigarette out the car because it's okay in their lungs, but yeah, God forbid it goes inside the car. But then they go out and they put on their silly little mask and they get upset if you park too close to them or you're not... <coughs> within the same distance that you should be in the lineup at, at Walmart. Well, I guess to quote a meme, hey, Karen, I don't care. It's your fault that you're afraid of this. Maybe dr drop the McDonald's, stop smoking, go for a walk. It's something that is actually healthier for you. Just take this time to educate yourself to be better because this obsession about, oh, the, this super flu, this virus, it's crazy. People are going nuts on Facebook and different social media. And I have some people who just cannot stop themselves from commenting on every single post. Yes, you know who I'm talking about. Like every single post. You know what? Spend your time better reading a freaking book, reading an article, like creating critical thinking. Go for a walk. Maybe, again, you may not like me, like me, but hey, drop those 40 pounds and maybe your immune system is going to work a little better. Stop putting garbage in your body. Uh, having a bottle of wine every night while you're bored binging on Netflix is probably not going to help you. And again, it's not like I don't do any of that, but in moderation, because I am aware where <laughs> that I'm someone that is might be susceptible to it. So I have to live my life in, in a certain way because, well, I kind of like being here. <laughs> I kind of like being alive. So I wish people take this as, as a big red flag, big red flag, like take control of your life. And just, I don't know, realize that being in this isolation is creating a lot of mental stress. And this is going to have a lot of impact down the road on children and on people by being subjected to this amount of, I guess, do I have a job? Can I go back to a job? I don't have, we don't have enough money. That, that creates an environment inside your body that is conducive to situations like cancer, like creating stress. And we can talk about the correlation between uh, stress and cancer and it's correlation not uh, it's causation not only correlation so anyways I, I will leave you with this thought um, treat your body as if it was a freaking Rolls Royce or a Maserati because I don't care if you drive a Ferrari already your your body is the most expensive and amazing vehicle you have so next next time you decide that it's time to fuel up make the right choice choose something that is green do your own research 
But I'm telling you, that research is not gonna land you on McDonald's or with a bottle of wine at the end of the night. Just take that obsession and turn it into, into something positive. Just challenge conventional thought, wake up, honestly. Anyways, um, moving on to future episodes, I'm actually going to be talking to some people who have led a very healthy lifestyle. They are a little older than me, but they are in an amazing shape, not just outside, but inside, like, like they're seriously an inspiration on how to lead your life. And I'll be interviewing them. Uh, we'll be talking about different ways of approaching your life nutrition-wise for men and for women, because I, I am aware it is different. Uh, we are on different hormonal cycles. And also, I've had some questions uh, on like, you know, like, Am I crazy on the way I eat, crazy strict, uh, like things like that or what vitamins I take. So I do plan on making a, a bit of an episode and a post about my normal day to day. And you'll see that it's really not that hard. Uh, it takes some research and takes some learning. But in the end, it's I'm investing in my body because I want to, like I said, remain healthy and be in a position that when COVID 2021 or 2025 comes, comes about, it's not going to make me superhuman or invincible by any means but it's putting my system in a position where, you know what, I'm giving myself the best chance I have. Because right now we have no offense. Until there's a vaccine, we have no offense. All we have is defense and prevention. And the only way that we can do that is by the choices we make every single day. You make little choices, better choices every single day, 1% better, 1% better. By the end of the year, it adds up. You can do the math. And that's all I'm, all I'm saying, people, hey, Let's go and use this time, get healthier, but truly healthier. I'm not just having a six pack is not uh, equivalent of just being healthy, depending if you're eating crap, right? So anyways, thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you for some of the feedback and please contact me, like whether you agree with me or not. And, and if you don't agree with me, that's fine. Message me and I'm happy to have a, a smart conversation, a respectful conversation about what you believe, what I believe. I'm not here trying to convince people. This is just my space where I like to voice my opinion and create or provoke thought. So thank you again and have a great day. Ciao.